What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. A spooky version, because it's Halloween, and plus we both have Nick and Spencer. That's what makes it spooky. So just run out, cha, out of the bat. Less than a minute in. Come on, you enjoyed it. That was good. I haven't had enough coffee for your jokes to hit yet. <laughs> Dude, man. All right, we're getting to that level now. We're, we're getting comfortable <laughs> with that. I like it. So, uh, No, we got Nick Hoven. We got Spencer joining us here in a little bit, too, because we're kind of doing a difference. Not, not really sort of different, but you guys are like the behind the scenes of Blue Gold Athletics. And I want to give you the the shine. I want to give you some, some recogni- the recognition you guys deserve. See now I'm kissing your butt. So there you go. Just, come on, just take it. No, take no, it. no. I yeah. I I mean I appreciate. It. I know when you, when you texted me about this, I was a little at first. I was a little. I don't want to say uneasy, but mm-hmm. I'm not one to really you know talk about myself that much. Oh yeah, I really, I'm the same way. So I get it. But yeah. like that's why you brought Spencer in so he could talk about I mean, you, right? That's, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly why. Yeah. Um, but like the biggest. I mean the the other biggest thing is like we're just we're. Yes, we're behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. We're a small piece of of what truly does go behind the scenes, and right. you know, if we could bring in everybody that plays an integral part to the athletes and coaches and everything like that, I mean, this studio would would it, it'd be we, we might have to, be able to combine move. all of ours probably into one. Yeah, sort probably. Of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll just we we had a nice conversation, just you know, sitting down, chatting, kind of about you know, kind of the back end of things and mm-hmm. and how things can work. Maybe you know, give a little insight into. You know, some stuff that people might not might not know. Yeah. You know about uh, truly what does go you know go on behind the scenes and. Well, and I think that's kind of where I got the idea because you know in our episodes you've kind of touched on it a little bit you know like well we got this got but to kind of do a deep dive of what really you know kind of some better understanding what people understand what you do because you've kind of hit on it but there's a lot I mean it's it's a lot that you guys do so I mean it's there's no like days off I mean you were talking to me like you know. You get texts on Saturday. You're sending out things on Sunday night for crying out loud when you should be watching football, dude. And, you know, just but it's it's nonstop. So oh yeah, because that was a very riveting game on <laughs> on, on Sunday night. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> you want to talk about the noon game? No, I don't need to do that either. Okay, come on now. Hey, nobody really won that game, right? I, I mean, mean, your quarterback's done. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's nobody. You might have won the battle, but nobody won the war. Right, come on. Now. I'm trying to Here's, make it sound better for me. I'm let's the let's fan. let's end it on this. Don't ask me who I want as quarterback because I don't. And for those who don't know, I'm a Vikings fan, so this is seeing that all go down was very heartbreaking. The fact that I've had people text me that it might be Jameis Winston, yeah, and then I, I got saw a, that. And then I just got a notification this morning that apparently Big Ben is in Minnesota today. Okay, is this the whole? <laughs> let's take a picture of a. Big athlete at an airport. That's Big Ben. Got to be Big Ben. <laughs> Pretty soon, you know what? It might be Joe Flacco instead. Just saying, elite Joe Flacco. I'm just, I'm so over it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Tank. I'm surprised you haven't gotten the Tom Brady ones yet. <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Hey, Brett's coming back. I think he needs some more money. Yeah, let's stay away from. Let's stay away from that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But no, we're gonna be talking with uh, with. Your partner in crime, Spencer, coming up here too, which Spencer is going to be interesting because he used to cover sports yeah. in, the, in the newspaper industry, and now he's with you guys. So I'm curious to kind of chat with him about that and that, and that perspective, how he's kind of went 
to the other side. Yeah, and it, it was, and, and we, we'll get into it a little bit more uh, during the interview, but it was a very easy transition mm-hmm. as far as when, when Spencer came in. I mean, didn't really have to, I mean, there were some people he didn't know, but that was just be, just the nature of, you know, mm-hmm. not knowing everybody, right? With right. How, much, how many people we have on staff with 25 sports. But, you know, there was already established relationships here and there. Mm-hmm. It's just because he had been around and, you know, covering sports for, many, many years with, you know, the Leader Telegram and stuff like that really, really helped. And, you know, his work with, you know, back at St. Thomas in his college days, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was as seamless of a transition that I could have asked for, especially the time, the timing that it all happened right, right during that, that crossover season. It was like right. right when basketball and hockey and, and all that stuff kind of started and everything else was kind of fizzling out. And, mm-hmm. yeah, for, for Hot Sec there, it was just me running the show. And, I mean, I couldn't be more thankful that we brought him on board and, I went from there. Awesome. You know, I was just thought of this too, because you always try to find when you send out these releases for the podcasts. I'm curious what picture you're going to pick for yourself there. Big oh, guy. trust me, I've been thinking about it <laughs> since you asked me. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, he's got to find a picture of himself now. I have unless like, he's just going to put Spencer on there. I have like <laughs> one candid photo. So I tell all photographers that that shoot photos for us, the one rule I have is that camera should not be pointed on me. <laughs> But, like, realistically, it shouldn't. It should be pointed on the student-athletes, the yeah. coaches. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. going to get support staff, take a picture of somebody else. Yeah. So there's one candid photo that I have as my Twitter header that I use from a while back. But other than that, yeah. nice. I look way better behind the camera than I do in front. You got, you got one with a championship trophy in that, too, right? You know, the national championship. Is that the maybe, one? Maybe. Yeah? No. That's your profile. That's the profile. Okay, yeah. so the two. Yeah, you got two. Come two. On, no. Dose. Uh, before we get into that uh, fun conversation, let's recap uh, another busy week. As I mean, you got some winter sports that are getting started right now. Uh, some are starting to wrap up. I know cross country, the girls' side, shout out, second place at the Y plus meet medalists. Yes. Over there shout too. out Carolyn Schultz. Absolutely killed it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely killed it. And we all, I mean, we all kind of knew she would. She had a very strong beginning of the year. Um, didn't race in like the second or third meet. And it was interesting talking with Coach Schwamberger to see how the rest of the team, you know, kind of responded with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then she just came out on Saturday and just blew people out of the water. Mm-hmm. So uh, really, really happy for them. Uh, the men, you know, still right there. Mason Shea, I think, finished like sixth or seventh. Um, still a really good showing by them. And, mm-hmm. you know, they got last chance coming up. Regionals right around the corner as well, that's which we're right. hosting. So it'll be right on our home turf. Nice. And that's November 11th. So two weekends. Yep. Yeah. And that kind of goes to the, uh, I mean, I know we talked about it when we had the girls in from cross country and even like that track mindset. This is when they prepare for this time of year, right? It's right. Not, to, not to downplay regular seasons or anything like that, but this is the time of year that they really prepare for. Right. And again, it, it's one of those things where it's it's interesting how, I mean, and we like you said, we have talked about it where, you know, those team sports, they prep themselves to, to peak, you know, at the beginning of the year. It's mm-hmm. right away. Every single game matters from there on out. For our cross-country and track and field teams, it's hit your marks at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. get yourself in a good standing, and then once the end of the year comes, we want you at your best. Right. Yeah, and that's it's a national championship mentality, right? When you win national championships, you can kind of have that uh, mentality a little bit because right. your goals and expectations are so much higher. 100%. At that point, so... Uh, that'll be nice to follow, especially on the home turf here in, in a couple weeks. Elsewhere, we had, I mean, you talked about them and, and their dominance so far while swimming and diving, dominating uh, against Stevens Point. 
right? I mean, just I know you talked about that. I think a couple episodes ago, right? Uh, was it uh, like a exhibition or warm up or something like that, or maybe it was the first one? I'm kind of blanking there. But, Probably was the first one. Yeah, two uh, weekends ago against yeah. Oshkosh. Yes, that's what. So yep. both teams two and zero. I mean, for the first time in program history last year, they went ahead and and won all their WIAC duels. Mm-hmm. So Coach Ryder's right there again. You know, coming out of the gate, points points a big one. I think it's like point and lacrosse. Are the two big big opponents in the WIAC for us? So um, good to get off off the gate, um, especially two and zero, especially in our home home pool. Yeah, um, that's that's huge. I know those the swimming fans are are great and mm-hmm. they get loud and it, it's a blast. But yeah, um, yeah, couple couple medalists here and there awesome. for events. So they're right in, in mid season form mm-hmm. and they're just gonna keep keep rolling. Uh, volleyball wise, they were down in Illinois, uh, got a win uh, down there, and now their regular season's wrapping up this weekend because you got uh, Stevens Point and then Luther Friday and Saturday. Yep, there, and that's the the Wyack tournament at that point. Yeah, and I mean looking at the, looking at the volleyball standings, we sit sixth right now. If it's it's going to be it's going to be a crazy. Let's yeah. just put it that way. If if we beat points, there's a there's a chance we could jump all the way up to fourth. Mm. If somehow River Falls beats Whitewater, it just there's that that like fourth through sixth right now is just so still up in the air. So mm-hmm. still a chance we could host next week Tuesday. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, Got to take care of business though on right. Friday. Um, last regular season home games come out to McPhee. Mm-hmm. There's like nothing else going on. So. Right. Might be a little colder in that too, so stay indoors and watch. And Lord knows our gym is warm, so mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> uh, so we got that kind of starting to wrap up, but hopefully a long postseason run there for for the Blue Golds, yeah, and, and the WIAC tournament too. Um, soccer wise, because uh, they've got uh, what well, tonight? Because we're recording this on Halloween, Tuesday. Yep. Uh, Whitewater. Now is this the uh, is this the the, the tournament? First round. Yep. First round of the tournament. Okay. So fun fact. So Saturday we beat Stout two zero. Yep. Whitewater and River Falls tied. By tying, that actually knocked River Falls out of the tournament. Are you kidding? Yeah. Wow. So again, back to my point. Penalty kicks ties <laughs> in games. <laughs> and so, so it actually benefits you, and then you're fine with it, probably. I mean, Coach Ingo knows what he's doing. I mean, yeah. either of those teams. I don't. I mean, you look at it, and honestly, their their path to the to the finals. Not to look too far ahead, but I think it's the exact path they wanted. Mm-hmm. They wanted a home game on a Tuesday. They're gonna if they win tonight on Thursday, they'll go up to Platteville. They lost one zero to them earlier this year. Very very winnable game. Mm-hmm. Just you know, one one opportunity that just had some miscues. Right. So very obtainable there, and you could bring it all the way back to. You know, lacrosse next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Or this Saturday. I don't know. I get my days mixed up. It's going to be coming by all in the next few days. Yeah. So, coming by fast. So, so yeah. I mean, and lacrosse, dominant as they are. Mm-hmm. Top 10 in the nation right now, I think. Um, you know, talking with, uh, shout out shout out Coach uh, JD, JD Jones. Um, last Wednesday, I went out to River Falls and watched women's soccer and volleyball. And I talked him into to sticking around after the soccer game and skipping the bus yeah. home. And so we we stayed, watched the volleyball game, and then drove home. And I mean, we just went into a deep dive on everything. And they know they know how to beat lacrosse. They do. You know, you take away a couple couple key players, and mm-hmm. it, it's right there. And you just got to play defense suddenly. But I mean, lacrosse is there's a reason why they're top ten. 
Yeah. So, again, not to get too far ahead. No. Nope. We still got white water tonight. Take yep. care of business. One game at a time. I right. mean, and especially with the weather outside right now, like, you know, the Lord knows what what, what right. can happen. It's also a benefit, though, because it is on Simpson Field, though, too, right? Can you, like, as opposed to maybe natural grass where it could be a little muddy or something like right. that? Right. And so I don't think there's too many teams in our conference that do truly play on grass. Gotcha. Okay. I think. Oh, boy, off the top of my head. Like, River might be one. Okay. But even, like, last week, Wednesday, they played on the, the football field because it was too wet from the rain. Mm-hmm. So, like, the turf, I mean, turf, obviously, when it gets wet, it's super, super slippery. Right. Cold temperatures, ball's not going to fly as far. Mm-hmm. So. Positive benefits to both sides, right? Right. Exactly. I mean, I mean, if anything, you, you don't have to, you know, send the bus all the way to Whitewater today. Mm-hmm. Whitewater has to. Bingo. Look at that. Uh, so I know the men's wrapped up their regular season. Is it still kind of a wait and see, or where, where are we at? Because I know they just fell to uh, to Platteville, was it, uh, a couple days ago? Yeah, tough one last Friday mm-hmm. out in Platteville. Um, had them really early on, a beautiful goal of Noah Malcook. Um, they, I mean, they had them. It was just one of those things where they just couldn't. It, it's kind of it's funny talking with, with with some of their soccer coaches in the region. Literally, like their kryptonite is what they they do best, and set pieces, mm. free kicks, throw-ins, corner kicks, stuff like that. So, yeah, um, a tough one out there. Um, but you know, they this is the the final year that they're independent. So my guess is, and talking with other coaches, the coaching staff feels very very confident. So they'll actually have two weeks off now okay. to to just train and and prep and and see where you know see where everything lands, but they're pretty confident that they'll put that Pool B independent bid and they could get sent anywhere. I mean, I've heard going down to St. Olaf, which that rematch would be would be a phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I've heard, you know, possibly going to Carlton. We could get shipped down all the way to Chicago. It really, it all depends on who put bids in and who wins tournaments. Gotcha. Right? Because, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing is that if things go chalk in conference play, Conference tournaments, it's a lot easier to determine, you know, where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. But if you get that upset here or there, it really kind of puts things all out of whack. So, right. yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little football before we get to hockey here, just kind of going in order, fall, and then transition into winter here. Um, but uh, football fell to a very tough lacrosse uh, team. But again, it started off pretty darn good. They're making know? strides, man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a broken record, but like that's score doesn't. Score doesn't necessarily yep. don't box score scout at people. No, yep. I mean to go up to go up seven zero, and only to hold lacrosse to just seven points in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and then come right back out and and go up fourteen seven. Like you're talking like top five, top ten ranked team there too. And they, know, I mean, it, was it two weeks ago? Lacrosse knocked off Whitewater. Yeah, like yep. that's not something to hang your heads on. I mean, mm-hmm. again, right? You got to play the full four quarters. Mm-hmm. And not saying that we didn't. It's just you know they're they're making strides. They're proving to people that they can make those plays. It's just a matter of putting them in succession. Right. And then I had this conversation with one of our athletic trainers. Um, shout out Janice. Um, but I, I truly wonder what it is. I wonder like because that's three games now. Oshkosh, Platteville, Lacrosse. That we've come out fast. We've come out with different. And I don't know if it's just like a different scheme than what people are. are are you know assuming right and we come out and, and we have opportunities we were up 14-0 on Platteville mm-hmm. you know the first quarter like we came out fast we came out heavy we came out you know yep. 
like, like onside like, kick right away. Right, like, 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 and is it a matter of we're just catching teams by surprise and then they're adjusting, mm-hmm. or like, are we? Yeah, are we just are they taking us for granted and then we kind of you know punch them in the mouth to start? They're like strapping on their helmets a little extra tight and. Can uh, Coach Rob give the Packers some pointers on how to start first halves, first quarters, and that? They're they're a hopeless cause right now. Don't do that to me. So, <laughs> so I mean, again, it's it's again toughest toughest conference in Division Three. It's any team can win any given any given Saturday. Um, you know, they bring it back home this Saturday for the uh, regular season mm-hmm. home home finale. With the that the stout one might be a lot of scoring in that one. Have to have defensive. Uh, defense will have to be ready, ready for a track meet, maybe too. Right. Yeah. You know, well, and like it's war on ninety four. Yep. Like historic rivalry. Steps. Everybody steps it up for a rivalry. Throw the records out the window. I know people throw that analogy out in sports, but I really believe it's true. Right. When you get to these rivalries, division games, and other sports or something like that, throw the records out. I mean, let's not look over the, the fact that Stout gave up three hundred plus rushing yards to River Falls' quarterback yeah. last year or last weekend. And, oh, by the way, six rushing touchdowns by that same quarterback. Mm-hmm. So Harry might be doing a little bit more running than Is he ready? He won. <laughs> he's always ready. I know. That guy's always locked he's in. A, he's a really impressive young man. He is. When we uh, had a chance to talk with him in here. So he's really cool. Uh, okay, before uh, we get to Spencer and, and you guys and learn a little bit more about you, hockey underway. Already got – I know you kind of talked about the rankings last week. But technically, it is a little bit of an upset. Blue Gulls over Augsburg, right? Come on. Uh, Come on. Uh, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, both teams got it done. Yep. And, and that's that's all you that's all you really ask for. Um, the, men, the men's, yeah, that was a, that was a thriller. Mm-hmm. That was one of those where, you know, they scored two goals in the first two minutes, 18 seconds. And I think everybody kind of looked at each other like, holy cow, like this is not something we've seen in, in the past couple of years. And mm-hmm. they – it kind of, you know, sat back a little bit and got complacent. And mm-hmm. I can use those words because I talked with some of them, and they, that's what they said. Yeah. They said that they kind of treated it like it was going to be a cakewalk, and, you know, there's a reason Augsburg's number 13, and they came back. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just to get it done, to get it done on home ice, I mean, Hobbs is Hobbs is special to all those guys and, and to the community. So yeah, absolutely. Um, big overtime win on Saturday for the men. The women, I mean, they, they pretty much did what they, they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Coach Strand was a little upset Friday, you know, only scoring four goals and like fifty five shots or something. They they can for both games they combined, they have like over a hundred shots. Wow. Like just peppering the goalie. Like that is insane. Yeah. Which like, hey, shout out to St. Penn's goalie for making all those saves. Say, no kidding. Wow. But yeah, they're I mean, they're rolling at at, at full speed. Um, returning uh Co Wyack player of the year, Sophie Roush. Mm-hmm. You know, four points on on Saturday, a couple points on 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 Friday, some other key key players, Sidney Johnson, Sadie Long, um, they're all they're all stepping up and and you know Saturday throwing a freshman goalie, Alexa Backman, shout mm-hmm. out Alexa, first collegiate win. I mean seven seven one. You think that you know the goalie is just sitting there you know twiddling their thumbs, but she saw a decent amount of action and made some really 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 good saves. So awesome. Good and stuff. that St. Ben's team is I mean they play hard, mm-hmm. they play hard, they play physical. I definitely could see them making making some noise in the Mayak. So, mm-hmm. I think I just got. If we ever do swag for this podcast, by the way, if we ever, I know, you know, I don't know what the future holds. One shirt that I want made, 
air quotes, shout out, fill in the blank, dash, Nick Hoven. <laughs> Again, I haven't had enough coffee for your jokes. Spencer thought it was funny. He's laughing, so give me a thumbs up. Just saying. Uh, okay, really quick shout out to – see, now you got me saying ha! it. Come on. No. Ha! Uh, uh, men's basketball has got an exhibition, Min- Minnesota Duluth, coming up too. So I know we'll kind of probably preview more of that next week, but they, they do got that coming up on the uh, – on the schedule this weekend, yeah, too, and so. they just went down to Winona State this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not too sure how the game went, um, but saw a familiar face down there in Brock Voigt, and mm. unfortunately Brock didn't play because he's in a boot and having some back problems. But gotcha. I mean, yeah, it's it winter season's here, man. It yeah. is, no it doubt. Is. All right, shall we get to know you and Spencer a little bit more? Let's rock with it. So you wanted lightning round, so you're gonna get lightning round today, and I am prepared. All right, maybe I'll change it up. Bring it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll have Spencer and Nick coming up after these quick words. Milwaukee Burger Eau Claire is the perfect place to smash some post-game bloody beers and, of course, burgers. Superior service complements our golf ball-sized cheese curds, monstrous burgers, and an over-the-top beer selection, all served with scanitude the way it should be. Milwaukee Burger, Eau Claire. Burgers stacked with mushrooms on Wisconsin Swiss cheese or piled high with smoked brisket, crispy bacon, Wisconsin Gouda, lettuce, tomato, sweet barbecue sauce, and a fried pickle or simply topped with cheese and fried onions, Monk's Bar and Grill offers classic and gourmet burgers for lunch, dinner, and game day. Whatever you are craving, Monk's has you covered with seven locations statewide. Monk's Bar and Grill is ready for your next game day visit and is a proud partner of Wisconsin Athletics. BSN Sports, a proud supporter of Blue Gold Athletics, is the largest provider of team sports equipment and apparel in the country. With more than 40 sales pros that live and service schools in every corner of Wisconsin and beyond. BSN would like to thank all of the supporters of Blue Gold Athletics that share our passion for enhancing the student experience. While BSN Sports is the best at equipping athletes, coaches are the best at equipping lives. And that's the real final score. Learn more about how BSN can save you time off the field and the court, giving you more time to impact lives of student-athletes. Contact your local BSN Sports sales pro today or visit bsnsports.com. We're back. The second half of the Rolling with the Golds podcast and a tradition unlike any other. Spencer, I'll have you introduce our guest, as you usually do. Don't give me the look because you know this is your job. Well, first off, my name's Nick. God, you're right. You know what I caught myself doing, though? Uh, I'm not kidding. Um, Sammy was in from the Express yeah. last week, and I kept saying Chris. And she finally was like, who's Chris? And I'm like, I always call Nick Chris when he's not around for whatever reason. I don't know why. Was it there a Vikings player, Chris Hoven? Yeah, there was. That's probably why. H-O-V-A-N. Yeah. yeah. I have his jersey. That's why. See, we got that connection right I knew that's what never. No, I, I'm trying to. I'm grasping at straws right now. So you are, but yeah, she's like, "Who's Chris?" She finally said, "Who's Chris?" I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, why don't you introduce our uh, guest that we've already kind of uh, introduced here a little bit? Yeah, uh, like, I mean, kind of like you said, partner in crime, assistant sports information director Spencer Flayton. I called. Nice. I called him wrong so many times. To be- <laughs> Yeah, so don't give me any crap about your your name here, man. Take it easy, Chris. Yeah. (laughs) All right, see? Yep. And that's why we work so well together, is because this is the banter that happens almost every day in the office. But 
Uh, yeah, Spencer came in uh, last year, early November, late October, uh, right around middle of October. So yeah, um, it was it was after um, the previous SID, uh, Jill Millis moved to Foundation and mm-hmm. um, brought Spencer in, and it's it's been. And I, I probably haven't told you this enough, not to get too sentimental, but it's been such an easy transition, and I, I don't think it could have worked out any better than it did. Mm-hmm. Um, just as far as learning, learning the ropes, learning the little things, learning, you know, just kind of the, the routine and getting after it. But at the same time, bringing in new ideas, bringing in, um, you know, the tech, technical aspects of it. Um, not to mention, you know, your, your sports writing and stuff like that. Um, has has been a tremendous help and mm-hmm. and yeah it, it's just nice to it, it honestly I think it's it's one of the professions um, at least across the country especially in sports information offices of just not having enough help and bringing in something like Spencer who I mean mm-hmm. it was from day one he wanted to learn everything wanted to you know I was always moving always helping and mm-hmm. you know very quickly learned that when you have time off you got to take it yeah and, <laughs> and, and and step step away from it yeah um, but yeah. Um, it, it's been, I don't want to say it's been a, a match made in heaven because I don't want to, you know, there's still some stuff to come. Yeah. Some big stuff going on, but, um, yeah, it, it's been great. And he's been a great addition to our department. Awesome. Well, Spencer, appreciate you stopping by, man. So absolutely. Happy uh, to be here. Yeah. So I, my first question to you, Spencer, um, you started off at the Eau Claire leader telegram, you're a sports writer, yep. you know, editor and, and that too. What, what, what made you, or what kind of uh, came through your mind? Like, you know, what this this might be an opportunity that uh, I want to pursue. I mean, you, you, a career change, mm-hmm. really. I mean, you're still in sports, and you know, and all that sort of stuff. But going from covering it, and maybe talking to guys like Chris, aka Nick, um, <laughs> uh, you know, talking to them for interviews and these athletes, and now you're working with them. So, how different of an adjustment was that for you? And you know, what what kind of drew you to that? Yeah. Um, well, it, it's a kind of a, a path that a lot of people in, in sports writing, mm-hmm. at least that I've known, have followed. You know, it's you, you work at the paper, you, wherever you're working, for a handful of years, and then, you know, you, you kind of hit the spot where you're like, okay, what could be better? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this has always been something that's been in the back of my mind, is working in athletic department, um, just with the background in sports. I've always worked in sports mm-hmm. uh, my whole life. Um, and so, you know... I kind of hit the wall of, you know, I, I feel like I've gone as far as I can go mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing as a sports writer, sports editor, what have you. Uh, so then you start looking, what can I apply these skills to without leaving sports? And mm-hmm. this is like tailor-made for that. Right. Um, so it, it was a simple, you know, just start looking and here, here's the Eau Claire job right in town. Right. <laughs> Cast my hat in the in the ring and, and see what happens. And, yeah, it's it, it's been a great transition. Um, really, really happy to do it. Uh, in terms of what's been different, um, it's more fun working behind the scenes for me yeah. than being the one out there and, and asking the questions and yeah. all of that. I uh, can kind of sit back and just watch it all unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's a lot of the same skills, uh, abilities apply to, to both jobs. So mm-hmm. it, it was a good transition for me. Question for, for both of you, and I'll start with you, Spencer, because this is – you know, because you were covering sports, and you know, obviously, I talk about sports on, on the air. And, and one thing I'm always kind of, uh, it's been on my mind for the last few years. And I think you're kind of the perfect person to ask this. And I'm going to kind of spin it differently for for Nick there. But is it is it enjoyable now to just be a fan of a team? 
you know, because you always hear in journalism or sports broadcasting, you can't be a fan, you can't cheer, you know, you have to be that. And there's a lot of times I just miss being a fan, you know, and and just rooting for a team and, and you know, all that sort of stuff where, you know, in your job you got to be partial, you know, biased, not biased, but, you know, mm-hmm. and, and kind of tell the story in that. Do you enjoy that? Is that something you miss? Is that something that, you know, is, is kind of, uh, you know, now I can actually be a fan uh, of a team and maybe, you know, not have to cover it or be critical or analyze or, or all that sort of stuff? Yeah, that was always something that was like, well, I, I want to cheer for this team while I'm covering them, you know, but I shouldn't and this, that, and the other. Um, so now having that kind of removed from the equation mm-hmm. where, and even just working at UW Claire, I can just cheer for the blue golds now. Right. No big deal. You know, yep. that's expected. <laughs> you can wear blue gold swag, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. So, so yeah, that was definitely something I missed, mm-hmm. uh, just in terms of being able to, you know, enjoy a lot of the same stuff that I grew up enjoying, you know, being a Packers fan, mm-hmm. I, I'd go to Packers training camp and like, Oh, I'm on the sideline at, at the Hudson center. Like, this is really cool. But at the same time, like, you know, it's Keep a job it cool. too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, it, I think you're on the right track, and yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people uh, in my shoes would would probably feel the same way. Just mm-hmm. getting that back and being able to to really, you know, what draws us to sports is the fandom, right? And to be able to have that back is great. That's why I always like, you know, when I hear these, you know, broadcasters or journalists kind of say how they could easily shut that off, and I'm like, but that's what got you to like sports to begin with right was to be a fan of a particular team and then to be able to shut that up I mean, some people can maybe you know obviously ones that are still doing it like a damn patrick or whatever obviously can but i'll be honest i can't you know that, that's why i, I got into sports and, and nick you know just kind of getting to know you over these months and weeks and days and hours and minutes you know you're you're, you're blowing up my phone every night you know you're, you're like my best friend now um no no? Okay. I <laughs> just was not expecting that. Uh, no. Uh, but one thing, like, I, I miss being a part of a team. You know, I'm, I'm not playing in any games or leagues or anything like that, but the, the impression I get from you and how you talk about these players, these coaches, and these teams, too, it really feels like you are a part of these teams. Like, you, you're a member. And that's something, like, I wish, you know, I still had. Like, I, I, I was like, I, I don't necessarily want to coach. But I want to be a part of a team. You know what I mean? Like where I get, you know, I'm excited for those athletes. I'm pumped up. That's not Green Bay or Milwaukee or anything like that. Do you feel like, is that a feeling like that you have that you are a member of that team or you are a member of all those teams? Because it just seems like the passion that comes from from your side, you you are really into this. And, and you take it serious, but you have fun with it too. Yeah, I, I, I'd say 100%. I think I think one of, the, one of my biggest you know not to start the answer off on a sour note but one of my like biggest regrets is not knowing every student athlete's name mm. and part of that comes with you know Spencer and I we split up the sports mm-hmm. like it's 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 vital for us to kind of split them up in a sense of to give ourselves time and, and to make sure that you know when schedules align and you know if we have you know hockey and basketball going at the same at the same time you know mm-hmm. I can't be in two places at once Spencer can't be in two places at once so um, but no, I, I think it truly does. I think part of that does come from just, you know, the love for athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated with a science, a science of coaching minor mm-hmm. and I absolutely, I mean, I love coaching. I love the X's and O's, um, mm-hmm. no matter the sport, volleyball, basketball, hockey, football, like you name it. Like I love taking a deep dive in, into that stuff and the analytics and all that good jazz. And I do think it's, I do think it is that sense of, you know, 
being almost you know not to say I'm gonna I'm gonna, we're we're assistant coaches, but we are you know part of that team, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's it's. It, it's interesting when, and this is very, very little, but like when we get rosters from, from coaches, and like there's some, there's some that will list us on the roster, and like I will take it off because nobody, nobody puts the sports information guys, <laughs> on, on the rosters. But did you know to just kind of see that and and see coaches kind of respect that they know that we're an integral part of their team, they and value stuff like you guys, that. Yeah, and I think the other part of it is just building those relationships with the student athletes. I mean. We have about 13, 14 student interns right now that help us, you know, on game days and stuff like that. Three to five to six of them are student athletes. Mm. And it's interesting. It's it's fun to, you know, to make those connections and to kind of get to know them and then and then watch them, you know, succeed. Um, right. One of the big ones, Sophie Rausch. I mean, she was a transfer from Hamlin, and she worked in Hamlin's athletic department, and she came over, and I was, like, one of the first people she apparently talked to, and she wanted to get – you know, involved in it and stuff like that. And it's, it's been, I mean, you know, it's an added bonus that she's really, really good. Right. Um, but she, you know, just to kind of, you know, kind of learn about her story and to kind of see her excel here, you know, kind of just brings that little, little extra, you know, happiness. Yeah. Um, and it makes, it, it truly does make the job, you know, a little easy, mm-hmm. a lot, I mean, a lot easier. You walk, you walk around McPhee and, you know, there's 130 football football players up there. They all know who I am. I still, and I, I'm sorry, guys, but I don't still don't know all your names. <laughs> but just to, you know, to kind of be a part of that, and then the, you know, the added bonus, like we kind of talked about last week, of, you know, traveling with teams. We're not at the spot yet where we can, you know, travel on a consistent basis um, for every single away game. Mm-hmm. I, I hope to get there one day so that we can get, you know, the best coverage that we can of all blue gold sports. Right. Um, but that's where like NCAA is just that little extra special for us. So whether it's men's soccer, women's soccer, any of the basketball teams, like Spencer and I will be right there, right there with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, this is kind of it's going to sound kind of weird, but like every time you come in, I mean, you guys are doing it too. But every time I see you guys come in and you're wearing blue gold stuff, I just think that's a cool, one of the coolest things because it just it's. I feel like you you are a part of that group. Like I went to UW Claire, I graduated from UW Claire to have that. It seems like there's a lot of pride with it. So it's interesting to say that because it wasn't too long ago that um, our new athletic director, Jason, had had said the same thing. He said it, it's very – it's I forget what his exact words are, but he said it was kind of a breath of fresh air to see, you know, the entire admin staff and coaches always just wearing Eau Claire stuff, yeah. you know, previous to whatever happened at his past institution. And I think part of that does come with pride. Mm-hmm. I think the other part of that is – it's just what my my Your wardrobe, wardrobe <laughs> is made up of, of, you know, whether it's just free team gear that we get from some coaches or, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, you know, it's you don't know who you're going to see day in and day out. And, right. you know, if, if, I have a, if I have a meeting with somebody else on campus, I want to make sure that they know that, you know, who they're talking to. You're representing the university. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, again, I'd say that's probably about 20% of it. The other 80%, that's just what, it's what my wardrobe's <laughs> made up of, man. I don't know about you, but. You'd be surprised how many times we show up in our admin office and there's, what, six, seven of us, and at least two people are wearing the exact same, same sweatshirt. Yeah. Oh, pretty my much, gosh. Like, a couple days a week. <laughs> yeah. S- Saturday, I showed up in the same, I showed up in the same men's hockey jacket that, that Amanda did and the two uh, hockey coaches were wearing. Nice. <laughs> so you are part of the coaching staff there, dude. So. <laughs> I'll take your name off that. Hey, I, so this is a legit question, too. So when I was in college, 
you know, and you, you're towards the end, you're you're looking at jobs, right? you're looking at careers. You, you guys have been in that, you know, like okay, what field? And I kept seeing like, and it was a point where I still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something in sports, and you'd see once in a while sports information director, and you know, it's online. You could research it and all that, and. It seems like different universities might have different roles for sports information directors, like responsibilities sort of thing. But could you guys give us a little bit of a background in terms of, you know, maybe generically, like what's your – like when I think of sports information director, you know, one of my thoughts that I think of is like do you guys do a lot of research for past, you know, statistics, fun facts, records, you know, that sort of stuff because the history minor in me is like, oh, that's all me right there. You know, I love that sort of stuff. Is that a big part of your job? Is that part of it? Or is it kind of, again, kind of split up between you two? It definitely is a part of it. And I have to give credit to, um, gosh, I, no, I, I'm right in saying this. Eau Claire's first SID, Tim Peterman. Um, Tim was just a student who loved basketball. And at the time, I believe it was, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name, basketball coach. Ken Anderson. Thank you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I should know that. Come on, Chris. Um, okay. The fact that I I know. Side note: This joke is going to somehow find its way into our it. office. Thanks. You're welcome. Dan. You're welcome. Um, but Tim Tim was Tim started off with with men's basketball and Coach Anderson and, and was taking just stats on stats and stats and was recording everything, mm-hmm. to which then led to other coaches seeing that and wanting help with that. And it's he just blew it out of the water and like even today you can sit down with Tim and you can ask him a question about you know people that played in, in the 70s and in, in the 80s and and he knows exactly who you're talking about that he can tell you you know game by game well, what it was like and I think a big part of it has definitely definitely changed with technology yeah. you know at, at you know we we have a records room and the amount of box scores that are written in 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 pencil, like there's a lot of them, yeah. And it's you know sometimes it, it can be you know harder to decipher, but I also just think it's it's the fact of how much we've we've grown with you know not only social media, but you know even in like the recruiting process, and you know we just recently you know put out a new website this year, and and it just. It just keeps building, mm-hmm. and I think that's where, again, a lot of departments out there are very short-staffed in, in that, and it's not – I don't want to, you know, toot my horn too much, but it's not an easy task, especially with 25 sports on campus. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, I we do what we do for the love of, of, of the sports, for the love of the athletes, for the love of our, our colleagues, and that's what, you know, that's why, you know, it it's not a – Oh, I have to go to work every day. It's you Man. know, I get to go to work. I get to, I get to, to interact with these people. I get to go watch the Blue Golds play. Mm-hmm. To kind of feed off that, Spencer, does that with your background, you know, being a writer in that too, does that kind of fit? I mean, was that an easy transition for you? Because I mean, you're researching, you're looking up all that stuff in your in your previous one. Is that still something you really enjoy uh, about this job? Yeah, especially at a place where there's so much history, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you have a clear touched on the men's basketball history is is just nuts, but. So many sports beyond that. Um, in this past summer, actually, my big project was going in that records room that he mentioned, and with a little team of students, we just kind of slowly started digitizing everything that's in there. Mm-hmm. We touched maybe 15, 20% of it, and it was working every day throughout the whole summer. Really? And so there's just so much that you can dig through, and you can find something new every day. Like, 
I'd be going through the old basketball schedules and like, oh, why do we play Nebraska this year? But we did. That's awesome. It, it's just Finding random. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that it, it's really enjoyable and, yeah, definitely something that's kind of up my alley. Absolutely. So I'll ask the same question to both of you, but since you guys mentioned you kind of split up, you know, the teams, I'll let you pick each pick your sport. Game day. What What's it like for you? What are you doing during game day, leading up to the game, during the game, post-game? that sort of stuff because you are behind the scenes doing a lot of stuff that maybe the fans and stands don't realize or don't know. So kind of give us a little bit of a glimpse of what exactly you guys are doing. And you could pick your sport that you want to do. Well, I got game day for me today. You want me to go first? We got women's <laughs> soccer tonight. <laughs> so I don't usually go in and record a podcast the morning of. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, in advance, typically it starts with or something like this, we'll we'll make the game day program in advance, right? So you'll you'll get the the roster from the opposing team. Uh, you'll pull their stats from the NCAA, make it all nice and pretty, throw some ads in there, uh, get that going. Uh, then comes game day. That's all we're set to go. Um, you'll make sure you got your workers for that night. You'll make sure everything on the back end that's kind of the behind the scenes is is ready to go. The live stats links, the video links. Um, if there's any questions from your your commentary team for the broadcast, make sure they're good to go. Um, and then it's you know you're prepared. You get to you get to the stadium, right? Mm-hmm. And then everything happens all at once. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you do the setup for the live stream. You do the setup for the stats. Uh, you make sure the coaches have got what they need. Um, you're you're thinking about social media. So if we've got an intern at the game, for example, we'll say hey, maybe go collect some shots for Instagram, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during the actual game itself, uh, usually we'll have students who run, you know, the live stream computer, the live stats computer, and then we kind of oversee. In a perfect world, sometimes we'll have to hop in and, mm-hmm. and help out as needed. Um, but yeah, you're just kind of overseeing, making sure everything's going right. Very often things do not go right, so you're there to put out some fires. Um, but then. In, in this perfect world, the the game's finished, live stream's ended, live stats are all good, you upload it, you make sure the other school gets your, their stats, uh, make sure that they have any concerns, that you can take care of them, uh, and then you, you get to write in the recap for the night and post mm-hmm. it on the website, and then get your final scores out on Twitter, Instagram, all of that, yep. and then finally, at the end of the day, you're you're pretty much golden. Mm-hmm. And you wake up the next morning and do it all again. And then you repeat. Every day? Every day. Would you add any more to that? Or? I, it, I mean... Obviously, it, it it changes per sport, right? Right, because there's, yep. I mean, football in itself is a whole another whole another beast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for a one o'clock one o'clock football game, I'm usually showing up nine thirty, ten o'clock, setting up the press box, making sure you know we have signs and stuff like that up, so that when the visitors come in, people know where they're supposed to be and everything like that. You know, I usually give myself a little bit of extra time on football days to go down to tailgate and, you know, converse with some of the parents and just mm-hmm. to, you know, commingle and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I, a lot of it, and it, 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 what, what it used to be, and, and it still is like this at some schools. I know I interviewed, I interviewed for a job, gosh, two summers ago, um, small place in Illinois, an AI school. And one of my big questions was, well, do you have student help? And they're like, no. Mm. We use assistant coaches in the off season, or it's just yourself Ooh. to like stat and do the video and stuff like that. And that was one of the things where I was like, uh, no, because I mean, I started, we both started as student interns in the athletic department. Like that's, we know how important those kids are mm-hmm. and how integral they are a part of our system. But at the same time, how, how fun it can be. I mean, 
it's one of the easiest jobs to sell is, hey, I'm going to pay you to basically watch sports. Right. It's that's it's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, again, it, it it differs from every from every from every sport. Um, it's always just, I mean. It's always just interesting the r- most random stuff. I mean, he says putting out fires like just the most random stuff that comes up. Mm-hmm. It's just I can imagine. Got a good example off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have soccer going on and we have hockey going on, and we have this generic um, login account that we use for for our department um, to log into the computers. Well, that for whatever reason, it, that account got locked out. By the university, <laughs> and so I've I'm at hockey trying to get logged into the computer, and our intern Justin, who's at soccer, is trying to log in, and they both are locked out. And so Justin calls me, and I immediately was like, "Locked out of the computer, aren't you?" "Yep." "What do I do?" I'm like, "Okay, here's where," and, and we just we talked through it, and it's it's one of those things where that's probably one of the biggest strengths that Spencer and I have is is problem solving because I've I've dealt with people, you know, even. I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but, you know, you hit those fires and they just sit there and they're like, well, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, they, that can't be that can't be your response, especially if it's, you know, say 20, 15 minutes before game time. Right. Like, you, you, something's wrong, fix it. Mm-hmm. Be a problem solver. Try to figure out, you know, try to figure out a way to get it to work at, at the least. Mm-hmm. And that's where, again, a lot of it... That's where the students are an integral part of that, especially when we run tournaments and stuff like that. Like we, when we ran, ran the Sandy Schumacher tournament, I didn't, I didn't have to touch a computer the entire day because we had staffed all three courts. Now, if if I were to to do that and something, say I was statting on court three, and something happened on court one and court two, well, I can't just get up because the stats we're taking are, are through the NCAA. We are the official scorekeepers. Mm. Like that's through and through our number one priority on the day, and. Like, I, if I'm stuck at a computer, like, I, I can't just get up and, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. sorry. Right. Like, I, like, that's, that's what we have to do. And that's where, again, the students are, are a big part of it. But at the same time, you know, the evolution of social media and where we're trying, you know, we still got, still definitely have some work to do on that end, mm-hmm. but still just, you know, trying to, to push out. And, it, and again, it's all for the student athletes and, and, and the brand. And, mm-hmm. and from there, it's, you know, it's always nerve-wracking when stuff isn't going wrong. Like, for volleyball this year, it was like, okay, we got through Friday, nothing went wrong. Got through Saturday, nothing went wrong. We're sitting there. All right, what's going on? Final points of the last match of the night, the stats computer just restarts on the kids. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, no joke, just restarted. And so, you know. Technology's great, and then it's not great. Technology's yeah. great. When, when it, it works, when it works, yep. And and that's yep. that's one of the things that I think people don't realize. Like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not trying again. Not trying to throw anybody out. Just wait. When a mom come up to us this this weekend for women's hockey, and it's like, hey, your stream isn't working. And I look over and it says the stream definitely is working. And so you know, well, okay, time to investigate. Sure enough, for whatever reason, it wasn't it wasn't working. Well, it turns out the Wi-Fi password needed to be changed or something like that. No. Oh. Okay, well, how am I supposed to know right, that, yeah, right? Like, yeah. on my computer... Especially if it says it's still going, yeah, it's still, you know? stream is live. Like, right. <laughs> doesn't get more clear than that on my end. Yep. So, it's just, it's little nuances like that that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes can make 
if they if they build up can sometimes make the make the job a little you know frustrating at at at, at times. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, like like Spencer said, in a perfect world, we're just supervisors. Um, a lot of the prep work and stuff like that mm-hmm. it allows us to do the to do a lot of that. How much? And this will be kind of curious to get uh, Spencer's thought on this too, but. You guys deal with the press too, right? I mean, you guys are probably the go-to or the in-between yep. uh, for for press, and obviously Spencer being on the other side of that too. You know, you've seen both sides, but who gives you the hardest time? I'm just kidding. You know, you don't have to name names or anything. <laughs> Let me like tell that. you. <laughs> Weird. My rankings list just popped up in my head. <laughs> uh, but what's? I mean, you know. Because I think that's something too. Like after the games, post games, you know, coach interviews or anything like that. Is that something where you guys are are kind of in charge of that? Are you, you know, are you kind of like the wranglers of of the press corps after games and such? Like, what is your role with with the with the media coverage? Yeah, I mean, the way that we treat it is we are the we're the buffer zone mm-hmm. between media and the coaches, and we treat it very much like a D one approach of. And the lo- we have such a good relationship with the local media around this town because a lot of them have not only been around for so long, but they're just good humans and they understand. Is it does it 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 would do them no good to have three three plus outlets just contacting coach directly because they're right. all going to give different times. They're all going to you know they're all going to do this. They're all going to do that. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't work. And so to be that buffer and to kind of take that out of coach's hands. Now the getting the coach you know. Informed and letting them know, hey, like we have interviews Wednesday noon. You know, make sure you're there. Make sure we're in Eau Claire gear. Mm-hmm. I'll need two student athletes. If you don't want to pick them, we'll pick them. And just to kind of take that approach with it, it's it's nice because you don't always get that at other places. And I think to take a to take a joke out of our previous SID uh, Dan Schumacher. Um, you know, here at Eau Claire, we have two TV stations. We have a statewide, state-known newspaper, um, you know, radio stations. You go to Platteville, and they have cows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to be able to work with the local media and, and Justice and, and Nick Taberts and Alan Brown at the paper, and it even goes further with that, with, you know, the student newspaper. I think that's, I mean, the the quantity of stories that the student newspaper is trying to write, mm-hmm. like, is is insane mm-hmm. like i think that's that's like my biggest my biggest hurdle right now is trying to find times for them to you know because a lot a lot of times they're covering away games and they can't talk until like sundays and mondays well like that's usually like our team's downtimes and mm-hmm. trying to figure out that whole jigsaw puzzle like right. still dealing with it right now right. but like it's i i i i hope that the coaches appreciate it because the last thing i would want to do is and again, it's just the emotional love for a game. So you have a coach who you know gets loses it in a PK shootout, <laughs> mind you. <laughs> the last thing that they want to do is have to talk about it, right? Right, especially depending on you know how emotional they are, mm-hmm. like and and how invested they are. Like to have somebody there to kind of be that buffer and to kind of you know just just help them along with it and they're not you know having cameras in their face right away is i think valuable Mm -hmm. again i hope i hope our coaches see that too because i think the other part of it is i mean we're always pitching ideas to local media as in a sense of we're always trying to you know highlight highlight the good Mm -hmm. right and you know the other side of that is we have to wrangle the bad and there has been some bad press that's come out and you know that's just learning opportunities 
for for us. You know, hasn't happened in a while. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. <laughs> but like, it's just it's one of those things where we just want to tell the story, and we want others to tell the story, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that the story is told right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. I don't mean to throw her under the bus, but Sophie Roush. We were doing previews for women's hockey, and one of the one of the news guys had asked about a certain team. I'm not going to name names because bulletin board material. She was like, yeah, we, we beat them last year, so we know it's easy to win. And I was right there. I was like, ah, no, let's <laughs> cut that, start over. We don't need anything like that on record. Right. And both of the TV guys completely understood, and they both kind of laughed, and she, you know, she started over and and stuff like that. So it, it, it's, it's also a learning experience because the amount of kids that, you know, might not have never done this. Yeah, they might not have had media coverage or interviewed or anything like that. Right, so, you know. and so it's just it's and it's nice. It's, it's as far as us, it's easy for us to get take kids like that, like especially for football because we do media after, after football, especially after a loss. Mm-hmm. The way that it, and this is kind of an insight. This is this is how this is how I, I phrase it to our student athletes, like right before an interview. I say, first off, nothing's live, so if you need to take a second, collect your thoughts. You know, whatever you need to do. Go ahead. If you fumble in your in your responses, just start over. Mm-hmm. Right? Everything everything is is going to be post edited. Like you don't have to worry about you know messing up live on camera. The second part of that, these guys are not in the business to make us look bad. They're not because of that relationship, and they they know that. And right. we've, there's been some stuff that's come out that we've had that I've had to contact them about. And be like, hey, where'd this come from? Who's doing this? Any chance we could take it down? Like, right. We gotta. This just isn't good for the brand, and, and they're they're always just very. Yep, this wasn't this wasn't proofed. This wasn't you know we didn't have a, a senior partner on it, like yada yada yada. And, and we understand. The other part of it is it's kind of similar to this, like this podcast. Just have a casual conversation with them, mm-hmm. right? Like they're just they just want to know your thoughts, right? They just want to know your thoughts so that they can share those thoughts with the community and with mom and dad and with with the rest of everybody because, I mean. Everybody can have their opinions on how a game went or how it feels to win the national championship or how it feels to, you know, win a home opener. Like, but you're the ones that are truly experiencing it. You have the firsthand, you know, emotions with it. Like, just have a casual conversation. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, it goes it goes great. Um, I find myself, and even I find myself counting my own people, ums. Well, I do that still. Yeah. Yep. I do that all the time. So, uh, um. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> it's just one of those things where, you know, in speech class, it was mm-hmm. something that I was very harped on, and yep. and not everybody gets that experience. You know, my hope is that you know for the summer we we try to implement something like that, do a little interview or, or speech thing with with these with these teams, so that they get that valuable experience because it's it's going to bolster their their repertoire and their their arsenal as they go into the real world. I don't know why, but like there is the one that bugs me. Like, I have to enunciate the different theirs. Just weird. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Never heard that. Well, Let's hear an example. They are, they are, kind of, I don't know. No, it's, I can't put it on the spot. Come on, Spencer. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to give Spencer an opportunity to earn some brownie points here because uh, I noticed Spencer in Nick's answer here when he uh, shout-outed <laughs> Justin and Nick kind of forgot somebody sitting across from him too so i'll give spencer some brownie points here if he wants to yeah yeah i uh i must have been a nightmare to work with back in the day i don't know no, that but... too both of us now you know <laughs> you didn't even mention this guy okay this just there, you know this went completely over my head you were saying you know big thanks to like nick and justice and so and so at the leader telegram and you know spencer yeah, the and current I are still, guys i'm not kurt 
When have <laughs> outside of this podcast, when have you talked with a coach or a student athlete? Outside of this podcast, quite a when bit. When have you requested? When have I requested? You really want to start. You really want to start throwing. Hey, we used to do Blue Gold updates. Then you guys stopped calling. Keywords me. used to because you guys stopped calling during your segments. <laughs> now we're here, dirty laundry. We don't need to do this. Let's be professional, Chris. <laughs> uh, I love you, man. It's the final episode. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Throw in the towel. Uh, I think I got one around here if you want of our own. No. <laughs> okay. Yes. Spencer was great, too. And again, I think that's why, and I, talk, I talked about it, that's why his transition into this department was so easy and I hope it was easy for you as easy as it was for us because he had again had made mm-hmm. those connections and made those relationships with not only the coaches but the student athletes like mm-hmm. they all know who he is right and yep. so yeah no you were you were terrific did yeah. you get some uh, hard time from your fellow media members for crossing that line or you know going to the other side I should say no not really yeah. kind of just seemed like they were all like oh hey how's it going over there you know you, I got you a source a now maybe or yeah, something like that yeah there you go <laughs> if I ever need the inside scoop I know who to go to first right but yeah it's I mean coming from the media and then doing the other end of the media stuff has been definitely interesting yeah um when I was at the paper I loved just kind of the structure of it that Nick was talking about like we know we're going to talk football Monday Eleven mm-hmm. o'clock football offices be there, or don't. Up to you. Right. But you you would have that structure of I know exactly when I'm going to get a story that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like you know working at the paper, you also cover a bunch of high school stuff, right? Right. So you shoot an email to a coach on Monday, like, hey, I want to do a story on your team. Can I stop by Wednesday for practice or whatever? Like, yeah, great. We'll be on the football field at four. We'll show up on Wednesday, football field at four. No one's there. I'm like. Uh, where are you guys at? Like, oh, sorry, we moved in the gym, didn't tell you, and now we're going at 4.30, and just all this kind of stuff. So having the structure is uh, was very refreshing compared to yeah. kind of the more uh, the high school side of it. Um, but, yeah, it's and now it's, I don't know, It's I get to sit back during the media scrums and just watch and, like Nick said, keep an eye out for anything that maybe we don't want said, but that's mm-hmm. so few and far between at the same time. So Right. The other part of it is, is especially with like your background, because I've seen you do it a couple of times, and I try to as well, is if we see interviews, and not saying that they'd get stale, but if there's something big that happens, we always always you know, like to chime in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things, especially when it comes to like student reporters for the university newspaper, not all the times are they super big sports people, but they want to be writers when they, when they grow older. Mm-hmm. Like just adding in you know key questions here or there. Um, especially I vividly remember one this year uh, during men's soccer senior night and they were just casual questions of like how's the season going what was the plan for tonight and and this and that and so I just kind of interjected and I said hey you know Goose Ethan you're you're a senior you're a transfer what is this what is this program and this this staff kind of meant to you to come in as you know as an outsider and and, you know kind of lead this team and you, you got raw emotion and a raw answer for him right there, and it was it was something good. And I looked, and the the reporter like it was like the first quote she used, and so like that that's the other part of it is is we know we know things that that mm-hmm. that the media doesn't know. Yeah. And there sometimes it's good for us to to put that information out. And that was one of the big things I learned. Um, not this past summer, but the summer before when I went down to convention, was there was a panel. It was led by the. Um, the SID from Georgia who runs football and like who better to talk about, you know, leaking stories and and covering the news and, and when is good press versus bad press and stuff like that. 
than you know Georgia football and like somebody who deals with that on a daily basis. And she just gave she gave great insight as to you know there's right times and wrong times to to give out teasers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's there's times where we do that where we want to be the first. We want to be the first, you know, to kind of break the news, and we know exactly who can help us do that. Right. Yeah. There's so much more inner workings, I think, that, you know, kind of go behind the scenes that people... We honestly probably could do this for probably a few more hours, you know, kind yeah. of really deep dive into it. And, and I feel... And, you know, we probably say that a lot with, with a lot of these episodes, you know, coming up here, but really, I, I don't even think we've kind of touched the tip at this yet, you know, for, for everything that you guys do. And, you know, the... like. How different, like a couple questions, if we can kind of do this, because I want to get to uh, lightning round with you guys here too. But like, you know, a couple of mine that were floating in my head, how much has social media changed? And I know we're, you guys are younger, you know, it weren't, you know, back in the day when there was pre-Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. Um, but, you know, how big of an influence social media is on your jobs? You know, that, that was something I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on too. And, you know, just what is maybe the biggest misconception? about your roles with, with you know, maybe from from the outside public or maybe within then in the building too that uh people might not quite understand with with what with what you guys do we could touch on the social media aspect of it first i mean mm-hmm. it's huge every single day we're we're on every social platform because um, in this day and age every team a driving force for them is mm-hmm. their social media pre- presence right um you can't not have it right (laughs) and so we kind of oversee most of it we'll let you know the programs do what they want with it Mm -hmm. we oversee our overall accounts but um we kind of are the the behind the scenes oversight to it right um twitter x whatever you want to call it (laughs) as long as you still type in twitter.com right yeah thank you still works yep yep Yep. now to kind of jump in and, and feed off that this was another thing i wanted to ask both of you and maybe it kind of relates to your social media, but how involved are you guys like in recruiting? Is that kind of part of it? Like, are you part with recruits on campus or anything like that? Or, or is that maybe kind of not in, in, in your wheelhouse there? Yeah, typically it's, it's not something we're involved with. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's like a, a big project and it's a, a low time, we've occasionally like lent a hand here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly it's been up to, to the coaches and the coaching staffs to, to handle that. Gotcha. And obviously, you know, social media recruiting hand in hand so huge right and so that's where you want your programs to be you know mm-hmm. the kind of active social presence where you're promoting the good things that you do and, and make people want to come and join you mm-hmm. um but yeah as far as our our hand in that we don't do a ton with it and i think part of that i mean every once in a while if i see like a campus tour going on up in mcphee like i'll kind of just station myself just in the earshot just to see what they have to say and you know provide feedback if i have any mm-hmm. um but i think the biggest thing is you know being able to showcase our student athletes success not only on the court on the field in the pool but also in the classroom i think it's huge and when you look at i mean just talking with, with student athletes like people notice that especially when when we have one of the bigger you know twitter followings and instagram followings not only you know on campus but in in the conference like mm-hmm. people people recognize that and can you help me with my followers by the way give me a shout out on twitter I shout out blank <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, to 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 like Spencer's point, like it's there. There's a lot of recruiting, and that's where me personally, like again, a lot of that comes down to just time consumption. And if it's if we have time for it, we definitely can help. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm a firm believer, and I don't want to be that driving force because I'm not the one that has to coach that kid every day. Right. I'm not the one that has to answer 
you know, that kid's question of where to go get food or, you know, what dorm to be in. Right. Right. Like that, that connection needs to be with, with the coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's my two cents on it. Mm-hmm. You want to do some lightning round? Wrap this up. Sure. All right. Well, you sound so excited, man. Oh yeah. Jeez, Louise. I mean, I mean, I've only been sitting on these these answers since week one when you tried to kick me off for the interview. I didn't kick you off for the interview. What are you talking about, man? You don't remember that? No. With Rob. What about Rob? Well, we, yeah. We, but, you yeah. said you were you were we're gonna let you go. Oh. Yeah. That was my you know professional side you know trying to make it sound official and all that sort of stuff should have known better and that wasn't going to work so sorry right. nick uh, doesn't hold the grudge clearly <laughs> not at all apparently uh all right so lightning round spencer just easy quick questions uh that sort of stuff so obviously nick studied for this so he's <laughs> going to be really quick and thoughtful with his answers right away favorite food we'll start nick the spencer chicken alfredo Okay, with okay chicken. Okay, yep. I was gonna say with chicken, but uh, like, wait, actually, chicken, right? uh, with broccoli and mushrooms. Oh, yuck, uh, Spencer. <laughs> Give me a New York slice of pepperoni pizza. Ooh, yeah. thin crust pizza. Oh, oh yeah. boy, I like that. Favorite movie? Miracle on Ice. Are you a big hockey guy? Aren't you? Yeah, you're a big hockey guy. Yeah. It's Halloween. I'm feeling festive. Let's go. Let's go. The Witch. By Robert Eggers. You might not have heard Ooh, of it, but no, go back I and check it out. I watched that one. Yeah, yeah. that's, a, yeah, that's like an that interesting one. choice, man. Yeah, I'm a big horror guy, so yeah. this is kind of my day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have actually watched that. There you go. I have seen that one. Do you have a costume for today? I'm not a costume guy. No. Are you a costume guy? You Heck seem like a costume no. guy. Heck no. You seem like one. I mean, I do. A, we can talk about it later, but I do have a pretty pretty good college costume story. Do we story. know what the, the cross-country team did, by the way? No. no I'm going to find that big, out today. Yeah. Go to our to our episode from a few weeks back. You know, you know everybody will know what we're talking about there. Wonder what they did. Because mm. it was kind of cold on Saturday, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, uh, let's go. What are you streaming right now? If you have time to stream anything. Gosh, I think I'm. No, I really, I, I kind of bouncing around here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was rewatching the Blacklist a little bit. Good show. Um, but I mean, man, like. It's usually just sports yeah. for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of a couple things. Uh, I'm almost finished with the Beckham documentary that came okay. out on Netflix. Yep. Pretty good. Highly recommend. Uh, and then also Follow the House of Usher that just came out on Netflix. Yeah. That's real good, too. I'm halfway through that with my wife, too. Yeah, and we good. have to watch it when Hudson's sleeping, obviously, <laughs> so our times are spaced out there. Or if we have it on, he happens to walk in the room and like, oh, shut off, you know, sort of thing, and put mm-hmm. Blippi on or whatever. So <laughs> I think you were the one who said you did have one. Favorite book. I do. Yeah. A Passion to Win. Passion to Win. It's a, a Lou Nanny biography, autobiography. Okay. Trevor one's not written by him. Biography. Biography. Right? Writer. Auto's written by Auto's, the person. Yes, yes, written by yourself. So, yeah, yeah. But the biography of Lou Nanny. Okay. Do you know who Lou Nanny is? No. I don't think I do. Yeah. Uh, former North Stars hockey player. Okay, yeah, you are a diehard. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer? Uh, I won't pick an individual book, but anything by Harlan Coben, mystery okay. writer. Yep. Um, he's got dozens and dozens, and I mm-hmm. can't get enough of them. Nice. I like that one. I think I know yours, but I'm going to ask it. Uh, favorite hobby? Ooh, maybe not. Work. <laughs> I thought you were going to take golf. I Yeah, I, yeah, golf's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, when the weather permits. Right. 
Uh, you know, do very just, limited hobby. Hobby. Yeah. Um, one of the things I kind of want to get back into, because um, I used to do it all the time growing up on the Mississippi, fishing. Mm, yep. Really, really love fishing. Yep. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. Golf, golf, and fishing. Golf and fishing. True, mid, hey, true Midwesterner. That's a pretty good life for a lot of people, though, too. <laughs> golf and fishing. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone there. Uh, <laughs> summertime, I'm always. I love kayaking. Yeah. Go out on the water, especially around here. So many great places to do it. Um, when you can't kayak, uh, my wife and I are big board game people. Nice. You know, bring a board game to a brewery or something and, yeah. and hang out. So Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, biggest influence in your life or biggest role model? I'd say my parents, mm-hmm. for sure. It's interesting, not to cut you off or jump in here, but it is, to me, interesting. Like, when your kids, your role models are your athletes, you know, your favorite athletes. And when I do these and talk to, you know, now adults, parents. It just it's like like I go back to Mini Dan, like at eight seven years old, Brett Favre, Reggie White, you know, and then it's like that's my aunt, it's my grandma, you know, all that sort of. Stuff. It's, it's so it's so cool to hear that stuff, right? You know, it's well, just, and, and and I was trying. I mean, parents are definitely number one. I mean, we've we've heard that mm-hmm. for like pretty much like you said, I every, think pretty much every single guest yep. outside of like my parents. Gosh, I'd probably say. Robin Baker, mm. associate AD. Yeah, I mean she moves mountains for people. It's always about everybody else. Um, shout before, out Robin for herself. Um, I we can't can't shout out Robin enough. I know. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say I'd say Robin for sure. Spencer. Yeah, I'll give the the cliche of my parents as well. Shocker. <laughs> um, beyond that, my grandparents have been pretty influential in my life too. Mm-hmm. Um, so just family, I'm a family guy. Yeah. It's, what uh this this one I'll ask it for both. Um because I know one I think in our very first episode you talked about you'd still like to coach one day, right? You'd you'd like right. to coach one day. What was it that drew you to coaching and initially for you Spencer what was it that drew you to sports journalism? I think for coaching um I mean growing up I always had my dad as a, my coach no matter mm-hmm. what the sport, football, um not soccer as much but football, hockey, um, golf, you name it. He was he was there throughout the youth levels for mm-hmm. for me and my sister. Um, and I think part of that, and I think the other part is just you know again just the X's and O's, and and it's funny because we actually, actually had this conversation with J D Jones on Wednesday um, when we were waiting for the volleyball game to start. Like the stuff that fascinates me is is the why behind everything, mm-hmm. and it's not just the okay, well why did you make that pass to get that goal? It's okay, you're in the fourth set, you're down by five. Coach, why are you making the substitution? Yes. Or why are you not making the substitution? That's same, what drives my anxiety same, sometimes. Right, and, it, and it's not a it's not a like a, a complaint. No, you know, like you just want to understand what's going on, what the mindset is, right. of everything. Like, well, yes, kickers miss three field goals. Why are you why are you you know still kicking it? But it's the what like what is what are you preparing for? Like what yes. are what is the decision and what do you hope to you know get out of it? And I think that's one of the things that really. I was when I was doing my practicum for my my minor. Um, I got paired with uh, a Regis volleyball, and Travis Eichner w- was great in a sense of I had all these questions, and he would sit with me after practice and just rattle off answers left and right, and on the bus to games. And well, why are we going with this lineup? Well, because this is what you know 
mound. This is what Lake or Elk Mound has. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is why we're doing it. And 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 to go, you know, just to go into the why and the X's and O's and the analytics of it. I I truly, mm-hmm. I'm a nerd for it. Nice, Spencer. Yeah, uh, growing up, I always loved riding. Yeah, I always was told I was pretty decent at it, and I love sports. So I sat there and I was like, "What can I do with this?" Yeah. Um, but then once you got into it, I mean, it it turned into a really kind of a passion. You know, I'd loved like going into a classroom and seeing they had the story that I wrote taped up, cut out of the paper on their on their door or whatever. Um, so just kind of fed it and, and kept me in. And it was just seeing how much of an impact it can make on yeah. the, the local athletes and and coaches and everything like that. Absolutely. Favorite music. I thought you were prepared for this, I man. I was, but, like, I don't <laughs> – at least the music when I it actually wasn't – I listen to everything, mm-hmm. honestly. It, does it depend it, on the mood you're in? It, it does. Yeah. It, it really does. Um, summer, more like country, being yep. outside. Um, you know, rap, hip-hop. Mm-hmm. The one that doesn't get a, you know, a lot of love, the EDM, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's what I do when I'm, like, working and I'm, like, have my headphones in. Yep. Music without the biggest thing for me is music without words, like in, instrumental music and in that. Right, yeah. yeah. Because once the words start, my mind just—I don't yeah. know if I just can't multitask or I just start singing and <laughs> and stuff like that. Are you but, a shower singer? And in the car. Oh, in the car. Okay, dude. Those pipes just blare, don't yep. they? Yep. <laughs> Got an open mic right in front of you. If yeah, you want to give this, us a sample, you never know who's Close listening. Close doors, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, I'm a I'm a Jimmy Buffett guy. Nice. Bar none. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, I know. Yeah, just uh, just got his newest album delivered to my front door yesterday. So, I have one final ride with Jimmy. But uh, yeah, big parrot head. Yeah. Uh, favorite. Got to pick one. Favorite sports team. That's not the Blue Golds. Uh, Minnesota Wild. I'll go the Packers. I'm from Green Bay. I feel like I'm obligated. That's right. You are from Green Bay. Yeah. Do you miss going to Green Bay or miss uh, living in Green Bay at all? Or I mean, because. I'll put it from this side. I love Green Bay. You know, it's like it, I always – people ask me if I would ever move. I said there would be one place for me that would get me to think about it would be Green Bay. Well, you're from Green Bay. Now you're living in Eau Claire. So do you miss it at all or, you know, what's – I miss uh, I miss the people. Yeah. Uh, I miss being able to go to Packer games a little bit easier. What was it like growing up in Green Bay as a kid? Uh, very Patrick Packers-centered, if you, if you can believe that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we went to my parents went to like every game. My dad was a season ticket guy, um, mm-hmm. and so yeah. <laughs> but then when it's outside of Packer season, there's there's not that much to do, I guess. Yeah, at, at least in my experience. Um, so would I move back for the family? Sure, at some point. Mm-hmm. But for Green Bay itself, eh, take yeah. it or leave it. So just about a few months of the season, it's kind of yeah. one of those towns. Yeah, I can see that yeah. absolutely. So I just remember as a kid, growing up, and like they'd have the TV shots of Green Bay during a game. There's nobody driving, yeah. You know, on the streets. Yep. And I'm yep. like, is that really happening down yeah, there? True story. Yeah, true story. True story. <laughs> it's not a myth. John Mann didn't tell us lies no. when we were kids there. <laughs> no. So, uh, I'm gonna. I don't know. This you guys might not have one. It's just on my mind because my kid is into it so much. Do you have a favorite video game growing up? I'm throwing you a wild card right now. Oh, I have my answer is gonna be a true shocker to you. Any of the NHL games? Okay, so here's a debate now. Sega NHL '94, best hockey game of all time. A lot of people think so. Never played it. Then you're not a true. Yeah. Right? What are we that's, doing here? Yeah, I mean, what, what, I mean, come on, dude. You know, really? <laughs> you know, come on. That's like everybody says it's the greatest like hockey game or even sports game ever, and you've never played it. Come on, come to my house. We'll play it. Okay. 
<laughs> you're, the the f- you're the first person I've ever heard say Google 94 it. Sega was the best hockey game. Google it. You don't I believe will. me? Google it. I will. I don't know if Spencer is believe. I'm Google it right now and show you. I'll trust you on blind faith. Yeah. Thank I mean, you. I I, you, I trust you. I you're the <laughs> you first. You just said one. you don't believe me, and now you trust me. So which one is it? <laughs> No answer. No, no answer. Okay. <laughs> I do love me some. I I will say this though. I do love me some NBA Jam. Yes. Mm-hmm. I still I still want one of the arcade games. Like I have it on the Sega, new, but like the actual arcade. The new place downtown mm-hmm. uh, reboot social. Yep. That's like the only game I'll play there. Mm. Yep. It's uh, we had uh, Hudson's birthday down there. Nice. Oh yeah. Lived it up down there, man. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Spencer. Uh, we'll go Mario Party. There's nothing better than having a, a sleepover in middle school and everyone comes over and plays some Mario Party 4 for four or five hours a night. Good nice. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'll just uh, show you this. Read the, read the highlighted uh, sentence there. By Boston.com. Is yeah. that a credible source? I don't know. Is it? You tell me. But Beating around yeah. the bush a little I've bit. N- yeah. Again, never heard of Boston.com, so... You never heard of the city Boston? <laughs> I didn't know the city of Boston had its own website to comment on NHL 94 games. For those wondering, it says all-time greatest sports video game. Yeah, thank you, Spencer. Yeah. Yeah, thank Check you. your sources. Uh, Bleacher Report listed as the second best hockey. What's video number game. one? Uh, they said NHL 10, but also that's cited, a good one. Patty but, Kane. but also cited it as one of the best video games ever made. The Daily Goalhorn. 94 still remains one of the greatest video games. Reddit, yeah, just Google it. I had, uh, when I worked at the Y, I was a sports director at a YMCA before this, and there was a fellow uh, sports director, we were like get-togethers and talks, and he said there was always, there was a guy on rec basketball, like one night a week guys would show up. Took it too serious, and his line to everybody was, Google me, blank. So now I just say Google it all the time. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, that's probably going to be me in five years. So. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that, dude. Jeez, Chris. Come on. <laughs> all right. That's all I got for lightning round. So That's pretty good. This honest, I'm not saying this to blow smoke. This might have been probably my favorite one that we've done so far. Most fun because we got to goof around a little bit. Yeah. Just a little. It was, yeah. We'll have to get together again. Yeah, we, I think we could. There's a lot more to to tap into and, and kind of find out behind the scenes. But this one, this is, you know, I know you've talked about it, how we've envisioned doing this pod. This is exactly how I envisioned it. Oh, yeah. Just sitting back and having a conversation. Nothing scripted over here. I mean, we we put in a decent amount of time. Yeah, so much that we're going to be late for our next meeting. That's okay. I'll write you a note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, actually, yes. Please write me a note. I want to see how, how well that goes Is over. it to Jason? Yes. All right, I got a pad right here. Legal pad, so you know it's legal. I so. will, yes, I want to see this. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, Spencer, Nick, yeah, I know your name. Uh, appreciate <laughs> Shocker, it. Shocker. <laughs> I, for, I forgot my own name halfway through this episode. Appreciate you guys uh, stopping by, man, and uh, thank you for everything you do to help uh, bring Blue Gold Sports to, to the fans, to the listeners, and, and everything like that. I know you guys are behind the scenes. Not a lot of people know all the work that you put in, but uh, from game days and even you know pregame, during the game, postgame, on behalf of everybody, thank you for everything you do and then bringing us uh, a great product and, and making us helping us uh, stay entertained and all that stuff. So it's a it's a dream job, man. We do yeah. it for the love of, love of the athletes, love of, love of our colleagues, and the love of the game. And I can tell from the coaches' uh, interviews that we've done, they really appreciate you guys too. So keep up the good work, Thank Spencer. You. Appreciate it. 
Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get one more thing in there. Had to do it. Uh, guys, appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll catch up again soon.